Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot and I am happy to be back uh, we want to apologize for uh, missing this last week, not being able to put out a podcast. We had some family medical stuff we were taking care of, plus we had the holiday. And so uh, we are now back uh, going over the waiver wire tonight, going into the fantasy playoffs. Many of you who have a three-week playoff are starting their playoffs this week in week 14. Um and we'll uh, we'll uh, go over uh, who you need to pick up. We'll go over a couple of the stories, a couple of them that came up today about uh, players for this next week that may be helpful to your fantasy teams. And so uh, before we get started, I wanted to make sure to ask you to please go in ahead and hit that subscribe button, whether you are listening on uh, one of the multiple uh, podcasting platforms we are on, whether it be Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever it happens to be, we'd appreciate it if you'd hit that uh, hit that subscribe button. Please like this episode. We'd also appreciate it if you'd um, give us a, a rating and a review. Let it helps us know what you like, what you don't like about the show, so we can make changes if we need to. Um, and we would also really appreciate it if you would share these episodes out, whether you're sharing the link on. The, the link from our website at SkullKingFootball.com or you're sharing it from your podcasting platform. So, again, we want to thank you, go, uh, you all for listening to the podcast. Um, another couple things we want to we want to go over real quick. Uh, make sure to go finish, uh, go uh, visit the guys. There we go. Visit the guys over at FinishFirstFantasy.com. They're one of our uh, partners this year. FinishFirstFantasy.com is a um, basically an advice website, I guess you could say. But what they actually do is they actually have basically like advisors that bring you that that um, message you once a week. Um, you get uh, fifteen minute calls with them in order to you know make sure that uh, you've got yourself all set up for for uh, your matchups and coming into fantasy uh, into the fantasy playoffs. They they could be a, an absolute huge help to you. Um, they don't just do season long. They also do um, help with trades and such for dynasty leagues, as well as helping you with your DFS leagues. So please go to finishfirstfantasy.com, um, check them out. Make sure to let them know that the guys from Skulking Football sent you. Um, one other thing is make sure also to check out uh, Prolytics. That's P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. Um, they have been a huge uh, lifesaver for uh, many of us here on staff in terms of their uh, projections for DFS lineups. Um, while they, they mainly only cover, uh, I want to say it's DraftKings and FanDuel uh, for NFL, um, I have been able to use the information that they have with great success on, um, on Yahoo as well. So... Um, they've been absolutely fantastic. Love the information I've been getting from them. Um, and so make sure to go to prolytics.com, P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. And you can, uh, you can actually use prolytics, uh, basically all year. Cause they, I want to say that they're, I 
believe they have NBA up, and they will, I think, have MLB up ready for the next year. So it's not just for football. Um, you can use them for uh, multiple sports. So make sure to uh, hop on that and, and use them. You can, I believe, use the promo code SkullKingFF, all lowercase SkullKingFF, and that will get you 40% off your first month. All right, that is it for the um, for the advertisements and announcements. So why don't we go ahead and get right into the headlines. Today's headlines. All right, starting off the headlines tonight, we want to look at uh, Mr. Dalvin Cook, who uh, in the uh, in the game tonight in Monday Night Football against the Seahawks actually um, sat out the second half after getting injured near the end of the first half. Took a... Uh, um, a shot to the chest and shoulder. He had been dealing with uh, what they called a clavicle injury um, from the Denver game, and so he had been he had been a bit sore from that, um, and actually ended up getting hit in the exact same spot tonight um, on a carry. Uh, and so for that, they took him out and left him out of the second half as a precaution, um, and used Alexander Madison. So. Definitely something to watch, um, something we will talk about later, and I'm sure is going to get put into one of the um, one of the waiver wire articles by our great writers uh, coming up tomorrow morning, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, it would be this morning on SkullKingFootball.com. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Alexander Madison is mentioned as one of the guys that you should be picking up for the fantasy playoffs, especially if you have Dalvin Cook. Um, so that's definitely something to watch for there. Uh, story number two, Minshew Mania is back. Um, in the Jaguars game this last week after they just were getting absolutely pummeled by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and unable to move the ball against a defense that can't stop anything um, except the run. Nick Foles was unable to get anything going, ends up getting benched, and so Gardner Minshew takes over the starting role um, and has been announced as the starter for the rest of the season. So uh, Foles will be uh, the backup for the rest of the season. Uh, Minshew uh, sh- does have a couple of um, possible decent games coming up to look at. Uh, could provide some decent fantasy value, especially for DJ Chark owners um, and possible DD Westbrook owners. So definitely something to look for there. Um, if you're in a in a super flex like I am, he may be someone to pick up for uh, in that super flex spot. Possibly, uh, possibly, also should be owned in two quarterback leagues at this point. Number three, it looks like John Ross will be active for Week 14, um, coming off of injured reserve. Uh, finished the first four weeks. I want to say he was wide receiver 15 after two huge weeks in weeks one and two. Uh, kind of fizzled out in three and four. I want to say three for 36 and two for 22 or something like that. Uh, in weeks three and four. Um, he is a possibility of someone to pick up. I I think I list him here uh, later on as a, as a player to pick up, but uh, he is a guy that you'd want to possibly have for some depth on your fantasy rosters. Um, if you didn't, if you weren't able to IR him and have him, you know, sit on the IR spot all season. So, he is a guy that I think could could provide some value down the stretch if you need some depth at your wide receiver position or just an extra flex spot. So um, definitely a guy to look at. 
while I don't necessarily think he's going to bring back wide receiver to value right away, uh, he could, um, you know, after a couple games, you know, maybe, you know, second week of playoffs, week 15, week 16, those two weeks he could provide some decent value there um, as you're getting into championships. So uh, the one last thing I wanted to mention is that TJ Hawkinson has officially been put on IR. He is done for the season had a bit of an up and down rookie year. Really, it was a it was a quick up week one, and then it was down all the rest of the season. That's <laughs> basically the way it was. But he had been kind of battling some injuries and stuff. So um, hopefully, he will be back next year, ready for um, a big season. All right, that is it for the headlines. Why don't we take a quick break and then we will hop right into the wave wire pickups for week fourteen, week number one of the fantasy playoffs. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, we are back, so why don't we go ahead and hop right into the waiver wire madness. <laughs> Waiver Wire Madness. All right, here we go with our Week 14 Waiver Wire picks. To start off with the QBs, there's really two QBs that I'm looking at for picking up on waivers this week. Uh, number one is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill has played absolutely um, phenomenally over the last, was it uh, six, over his last six games? Uh, really, well, six starts, seven games. Um, he played pretty well in his in his first one week six uh, when he came in for Marcus Mariota when he got benched. Since then, he uh, he has played in he has started six games. And before last week, before this this week against uh, Indianapolis, uh, where he throws for two TDs, but I believe he also had uh, I believe he had a fumble, um, at least one fumble, if not two. Um, and only through was it it's he's got 13 points 13.78 points before then the previous six weeks he only had one game under 19 points and that was where he scored 18.94 points against kansas city so um really i think that he is he is in for a very big week uh this week um he has a game against oakland at oakland Oakland is giving up, uh, let's see, the fifth most amount of fantasy points to uh, two quarterbacks. And while he doesn't have the best wide receivers, they use a lot of the run game for uh, for the Titans in order to set up a, a little bit of passing. Um, I think that Tannehill will be able to exploit the, the young uh, defensive secondary for the Raiders and should be able to put up a decent amount of points, um, especially if you're dealing with injuries or, or whatever this week. Uh, I believe that Tannehill is a, is definitely a solid pickup for this week, especially because of the matchup. So, only owned in 39% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, number two, the other one I'm going to pick may be a little bit, you know, controversial. People may think I'm crazy. 
Um, but the other one I want to go with is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I know this is kind of nuts. He's only 10% of leagues, uh, but um, he's going up against the, the New York Jets who have played absolutely I – mean, yes, they won three games in a row before coming in this last week, but that game was just – I mean, they've played some pretty awful teams and come up with some wins. Um, and this last week just – Getting romped by the the Bengals was embarrassing. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing very very well, throwing the ball a lot. Obviously, that's kind of live or die with the with with him. Uh, but having Devonte Parker, who's been playing absolutely out of his mind uh, this season, has been phenomenal for him. Um, and the 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 Jets are, are very middle of the road, right in the middle. I think seventeenth fewest points or 18th most whatever it is um in terms of giving up fantasy points to the quarterback position ryan fitzpatrick last week put up 27 the week before 25 um he's been i want to say he's had what the one week of 12.9 points against buffalo but buffalo is a very good defense very very tough uh they're top 10 against quarterbacks so um i think it this should open up some decent uh, some decent yardage um, a couple touchdowns for Ryan Fitzpatrick this week against uh, the Jets. He also has the New York Giants in Week 15, so definitely something to look at there. All right, moving on to the running backs, and the first running back I want to mention is Joe. Uh, is Joe, Bo Scarborough. Um, been playing pretty decent uh, since he took over the starting job for the for the Detroit. Uh, Lions. It's not the best uh, matchup this week going up against Minnesota, who's given up the fifth most or the fifth fewest amount of fantasy points to the running back position. That being said, they got absolutely gashed tonight by the Seahawks. I want to say Chris Carson ran for over 100 yards, had a touchdown. Uh, Rashad Penny had a whole bunch of rush yards tonight, uh, at least a, a whole bunch of total yards tonight um, with a couple of touchdowns as well. So um, if the Detroit Lions can get anything going on the ground, he should provide some value. Uh, he's had 14, 18, and 21 carries over the last few weeks. Uh, you know, finished with 99 yards in week 12. Last week against a, a, an okay defensive front in the Chicago Bears, he finished with 83 yards. Um, and so going up against Minnesota, like I said, it's not the best, um, not the best pickup but could provide some depth if you are d- if you have to deal with injuries or whatever. Uh, the next guy I got on here, uh, Alexander Madison, owned in 30% of leagues. And again, we talked about this earlier in the, in the, in the news and notes. Because of uh, Dalvin Cook's injury, it's possible that he could sit um, next week. And so that would provide a lot of opportunity for Alexander Madison going up against uh, the, the Detroit Lions, who have given up the second most amount of fantasy points um, to the running back position. And so, uh, again, Madison, who's owned in 30, 30% of leagues. Uh, let's not forget that, uh, was it, David Montgomery put up like 17 to 20 points uh, this past week against that same Detroit uh, defense. So Alexander Madison could be in for a very big game uh, with a team that specializes and wants to run the ball. So uh, next up is Raheem Mostert. Owning 14% of leagues. And uh, 
the thing about Mostert is that he has a tough matchup next week against New Orleans. New Orleans has given up the fourth fewest amount of fantasy points to running backs. However, if you look at what Mostert has done over the last couple of weeks, especially this last week against uh, Baltimore, 19 carries, 146 yards and a touchdown. He basically took over the backfield um, from uh, Tevin Coleman, who finished with like five carries for six yards. Mostert has been an absolute beast. Uh, let me put it up right here. Um, the in forty nine for the forty nine ers running backs. This is this is a very interesting, um, very interesting piece of news here. Uh, for forty nine ers running backs, uh, rate of runs to gain uh, for positive yardage. Mostert leads running backs or leads the the 49ers running backs with 88% of his runs going for positive yardage compared to Coleman 76, Breed is 76. Percentage of runs going for 5 plus yards, Mostert 43%, Breed at 34%, almost 35, Coleman 25%. Going for 10 yards or more, Mostert 16% compared to Breed of 14, Coleman 9. Percent of runs going for a first down. Mostert, tw almost 21% of his runs go for a first down. He has been the more consistent player, most consistent running back, and best running back, most explosive for the 49ers. So really, I think it would do them a lot of good if they kept, if they just keep Mostert going, uh, especially on this track. So um, he is definitely a guy to look at that could, again, if Breda is still out or something happens to Coleman, Mostert could provide a lot of value coming down the stretch as you're moving into the fantasy playoffs um, he does have Atlanta and the Rams so uh, New Orleans in week 14 he has Atlanta in week 15 who hasn't been the best against the run and the Rams who've been back and forth on giving up yards uh, giving up uh, points to the the running back position They're, I think they've been about middle of the road so um, one other running back to mention was uh, let me pull him up Darwin Thompson it's not again not the best matchup. He's going up against the the New England um, Patriots, who've given up the fewest amount of fantasy points to the running back position. It is going to be in New England. The thing about this game is more the fact that Damian Williams and uh, Daryl Williams may both be missing time. Uh, Darwin Thompson actually led the uh, Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs last last week against Oakland in uh, rushing attempts with 11. Finished 11 for 44 and a touchdown. So this would be more of an opportunity um, pickup than it is a he is the guy. He's You've got to have him. So um, this is more of the pr uh, an opportunity. If you don't, I mean, if you want to let someone else pick him up because you don't want to deal with the uncertainty, I completely get it. He's only owning 5% of leagues, so he very well may be widely available after, after – uh, after that so moving on to the wide receivers uh, at 32 percent owned i can't believe he's still only 32 percent owned because i've talked about him multiple times especially in my game previews cole beasley going up against baltimore who's given up the 14 fewest fantasy points so again right in the middle of the road cole beasley over the last let's see what is it six over the last seven weeks since the bye week in week six he has put up uh, he has only had one game of less than four targets. Only two games of less than six over the last seven weeks. 
he also has five touchdowns over that time. Um, has been, I mean, other than John, other than John Brown, uh, really John Brown and Cole Beasley have been the two main targets for him. And Cole Beasley has done a lot with the work. So running a lot of those short routes. This is a guy that could be a sneaky flex play in any of your fantasy leagues going to the playoffs. Um, he has Pittsburgh in week 15 now. Not a great matchup against New England in championship week. But for this week against Baltimore, um, I think this could be a very solid week for him. Again, not to necessarily blow him out of the water, but a very good week uh, for Cole Beasley. Again, only owned in 32% of leagues. Number two, A.J. Brown owned in 25% of leagues. Again, going against Oakland, giving up the ninth most amount of fantasy points to uh, to wide receivers. Uh, A.J. Brown has moved ahead of Corey Davis in terms of being the number one wide receiver option uh, for Ryan Tannehill. Um, again, it's been a bit inconsistent simply because they're a team that mainly relies on the run. That being said, A.J. Brown, if there's going to be a breakout uh, wide receiver from that game, it's going to be A.J. Brown uh, is the more likely target to to go after. Number two, or sorry, number three is Russell Gage, owned in 11% of leagues. Uh, not a, a household name, but he is the n- number three wide receiver for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Since Austin Hooper went out, if you don't count the week that he went out, that Austin Hooper went out, week 11 against Carolina, uh, that week Russell Gage went uh, two catches on four targets for 32 yards. Since then, over the last couple weeks, mind you, one of those games, Julio Jones was out with a shoulder injury. Russell Gage has had 19 targets over two weeks for 14 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. This is a guy that's getting targets, He, which, especially in PPR leagues, targets are what you're aiming for. The more targets someone gets, the more likely they're going to get receptions, which is more points there, you know, which leads to yards and touchdowns. So Russell Gage is definitely a, a deep sleeper that I think could provide some decent value for you uh, against a Carolina team that uh, gives up the eighth most amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. So if, you know, Julio Jones misses again, they want to kind of hold him out, kind of a lost season for the Falcons. They could want to. They may want to see what Russell Gage has. This could be a good game for him. Uh, another one, seven uh, percent. John Ross is another guy I talked about going up against Cleveland, who's given up the tenth fewest amount of points to wide receivers. Only seven percent owned. This is a more of a, a stash kind of for the uh, next uh, f- for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, let me pull up his his. Uh, um, schedule for the fantasy playoffs he's got um well cleveland week 14 new england week 15 miami we in championship week so he's got a decent decent playoff uh matchup there so maybe just a guy to hold as a depth piece just in case finally the last one is alan lazard this is he's more of a, a lottery pick um going up against the washington redskins defense uh, again, middle of the road, 16th most points against the uh, the wide receiver position. Has only had five targets over the last three uh, over the last two weeks. Um, so since their bye week in week 11, however, before that, had five straight weeks of at least four targets. So it could just be these last couple weeks just haven't worked out all that well. He was playing against San Francisco in week 12, which is always a tough always a tough matchup for wide receivers. Last week was against the New York Giants. 
finished three targets, three tu- uh, three catches, uh, 103 yards and a touchdown. So um, against the Washington defense that has struggled against wide receivers, this could be a good, solid, deep flex play for you. All right, last but not least, let's hit up these tight ends. And really, I think I've only got a few tight end options for you. Number one is Vance McDonald going up against Arizona. Arizona has given up the most fantasy points to the tight end position. Last week, they gave up, I want to say, to Tyler Higby the most. I, I want to say Tyler Higby was the highest scoring tight end in fantasy last week. Um, a couple weeks ago to Ross Dwelly, the backup tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, they gave up a touchdown, almost gave up two touchdowns to him. Uh, th- I mean, it's been it's been horrible for Arizona trying to guard tight ends. So Vance McDonald should be um, a, a huge pickup, owning 50% of leagues, should be in for a big week. Devlin Hodges should be targeting him early and often. Um, I think he should be a great pickup, uh, especially in your DFS lineups for this next week. Number two, Jason Witten. Going up against Chicago, again, 50% owned. Uh, Chicago gives up the seventh most amount of fantasy points, so that's another team that uh, very exploitable there. The last one, I hate to say this, but whether it's Gerald Everett or Tyler Higbee uh, going against Seattle in the Sunday night football game, Seattle does give up the fourth most amount of fantasy points to the tight end position. And uh, that was kind of obvious tonight after giving up a t- uh, touchdown to um, to Kyle Rudolph again tonight. So, uh an exploitable matchup for tight ends. Uh, so I, we'll see if Gerald Everett misses the time. Tyler Higby should be in for a, a decent week uh, if Gerald Everett misses the time. So it's one or the other there. Both of them are widely owned. I want to say in 30 plus, per 30% are only owned about 30% of leagues or less. So, all right, that is it for this waiver wire episode. I want to thank you guys for uh, taking the time to listen. Uh, we will be back um later this week for our game previews and get you ready for your fantasy playoff matchups again my name is ryan scullard you've been listening to the skull king fantasy football podcast and we'll talk to you later hey skull king nation thank you for listening to the skull king football podcast did you like this episode if so be sure to go to itunes stitcher google play and youtube to subscribe Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.